These thoughts were originally published in 2014. While some of the specifics may have changed, the general ideas are more important now than they ever were in 2014. Good universities take risks because they must change. New ideas are risky business. Risk and progress are siblings. And don't be fooled. Universities are serious businesses, and many are on life support. Healthy institutions learn from exercised risk and mission focus. Thomas J. Watson, former IBM chief, shared this insight, and I quote, Recently, I was asked if I was going to fire an employee who made a mistake that cost the company $600,000. No, I replied, I just spent $600,000 training him. Why would I want somebody to hire his experience? Rewards follow thoughtful risk, even when mistakes are made. Universities that don't see themselves as businesses are disadvantaged. A business-like approach does not undermine missions of teaching, scholarship, research, and serving students, but enhances those if core purpose is central and manifest and always held to the forefront. Many fear the corporatization of universities, mistaking a buzzword for healthy organizational discipline. Fear of business sensible practices causes function and purpose to wither on the vine. Universities receive tax dollars at noteworthy rates. Of the 896 institutions receiving federal research funds last year, 10 universities collected 20% of the $40 billion dispensed. Half of the leading beneficiaries of federal subsidies are private universities, according to a report by 24-7 Wall Street. Such cash flow is either business or absolute folly. I land on the side of business. Athletics revenues also create an undeniable business environment on public university campuses, like it or not. This data has changed since 2014 and continues to evolve. The top 10 athletic revenue generators in 2014 totaled $1 billion annually. At $163.3 million, the University of Texas at Austin topped the list. Number 10, Auburn, spawned a $106 million mark. These top 10 athletics enterprises, five operate at a deficit, defying common wisdom, and require subsidies from student fees, usually ranging from a quarter of a million dollars to $5 million annually, according to USA Today. Of 228 universities, only seven required no subsidies. New Jersey Tech spent little, $11 million, but still 91.5% of that $11 million came from subsidies. They led the nation. And by the way, current data can be found on the NCAA website. Maybe the question is, what business are we in? Or maybe the question is, what business should we be in? Or maybe the question is, are all these part of university business? Arizona State has over 60,000 students and leads the size race. Number 10 on the list is the University of South Florida, with 
48,000 students. If universities were customers, serving this many would qualify universities as serious businesses. A December 13, 2013 U.S. News Post lists the top 10 universities regarding student indebtedness. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a pretty picture. Wheelock College leads with 49,000 on that list. And that's on average for students who borrowed and graduated. Mount Ida College, number 10 on the list, posted an average of over $42,000 in debt for the 80% who graduate, according to Kelsey She's December report in U.S. News. Most of the debt burden graduates are from private schools. However, they are dependent on taxpayer-backed student loans. Of course, there are growing ranks of angry students, also known as customers, who borrowed and flunked out or left with degrees of little value, economic or academic. Too many universities are seen as social service providers and act corporately rather than opportunity engines that behave in a business-like fashion. The long-term burden of educational debt demands business-like attention. Being a business is straightforward. What's the mission and how is it attained? Who is served? Why is someone willing to pay? What defines quality? These business questions should be regarded carefully. Purpose, cash flow, efficiencies, projections of expenses and revenues, and measured results require a business mindset. An entrepreneur.com post of February 12th in 2010 addresses business startup requirements like these. And universities are in a perpetual startup mode. They need to behave like it. Some universities are addicted to failure. A Tyler Basu piece, 10 Signs You Are Addicted to Failure, has applicability to educational institutions. Purpose and intelligent risk-taking to meet the fluid demands of changing demographics are essential. The need for appearance of oversight and seemingly responsible behavior creates a fear of failure and drives institutions to herald what works and hides the rest. Risk aversion stymies effectiveness, and the appearance of success may be just that, a facade. Without intelligent business conviction, our universities lose relevance, and relevance is the only insurance policy against failure in any business. For the full piece with references, visit WalterWendler.com. I'm Walter Wendler, president of West Texas A&M University.